You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix things like Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. It is time for another edition of the Martin Houston Show. And we're alive and local on the radio dial at Tide 109. We're also broadcasting live on the Martin Houston Show fan page with a little simulcast over on the personal page this morning. We are post-Thanksgiving and pre-Iron Bowl. Hopefully all of you had a very blessed and prosperous Thanksgiving with your family and friends. We pray that there is no spread of the virus, that you actually got time uh, to spend quality time, not just time, but quality time with family and friends. This is a special edition. No, not really special. We just decided that after the holidays that we would come back and make sure we were here for you to talk Iron Bowl on Friday. So that's what we're going to do. For those of you who got to listen to the special edition of the Martin Houston show uh, on Tide 109, breaking the news and talking about Nick Saban, not breaking the news, but having a special edition show talking about Nick Saban and his impact. We're going to talk about that a little bit more today. We're going to review the Alabama basketball game. We're going to talk about uh, the Iron Bowl, uh, Keys to Victory, all of that and more right here this morning. So get your phones out. Get ready to call in and be a part of the show at Taco Casa, uh, at the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. That's Taco Casa quality, taste, value under the biggest cactus in town. Give us a call. Let us hear from you, uh, and we'll, we'll discuss what you want to talk about. Also, uh, you can post your comments. If you listen to us on Facebook, you can post your comments at uh, the Martin Houston show and also tweet us at Martin Houston three, five or, or at Todd 109, all of that and more right here on the Martin Houston show. So we need you. We're looking forward to a great preview of the iron bowl. Will Nick Saban have impact? Will his absence have impact on the game? Yes, no, maybe minor. What What do you think, man? It is uh, it is definitely uh, a weird time, a crazy time, an exciting time. But hey, y'all know uh, I love my Alabama Crimson Tide, and I'm never shocked that Auburn gets something in their favor going into this game. And yet again, even though it's not down on the plains, the Auburn Tigers uh, get to go into the Iron Bowl without Nick Saban heading it up. Before we get uh, too deep into that conversation, we'll have our traditional true-false on Friday morning, so I'll toss it over to Mr. Joe Gaither. Good morning, Joe. Hope you had a blessed and prosperous, happy Thanksgiving. How you doing, sir? Thanks so much, Martin. I had a great Thanksgiving. How about yourself, sir? It was a great time, man. Got to spend it uh, with my family, and uh, anytime I get to spend time with the family uninterrupted, uh, it's a good time it's a good day absolutely uh and speaking of uh thanksgiving let's start true false off with a little thanksgiving question true or false martin the turkey tastes better the next day <laughs> you are you one of those uh true baby on a and, sandwich and, and yeah you, uh, on, on, on a sandwich and listen listen 
listen now if 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 you get past day one or two you know how you make it go even longer if you have enough left over you make it make a little turkey salad instead of tuna instead of uh uh chicken you make turkey salad out of it a little mayo a little pickle uh juice squeezed in there uh sweet pickle juice squeezed in there i mean some eggs yes true turkey gets better as it gets further away from thanksgiving i, I i'm a big turkey guy uh and and i like to make it last and not waste any of it I, I agree with you. I'm looking forward to a sandwich later on in the afternoon. Let's talk about the, the game this weekend, Alabama and Auburn to play in the Iron Bowl. And obviously with some the developing storylines over the weekend, it makes me ask Martin, true or false, Steve Sarkeesian and Pete Golding can get an Alabama victory without Saban's supervision. I, I totally think that they I, – I totally think that they can uh, without a doubt. Uh, I think that Nick Saban uh, was prepared for this. Um, was he prepared for the first time against Georgia? Probably. We, you know, I would say that Nick Saban was probably prepared for Georgia to an extent, uh, not knowing exactly how he would handle it. But I would say going into this one, since he's had a dress rehearsal that he ended up not having to play, that he is even more prepared. And then, of course, because what Nick Saban has done with his staff and having all of these guys set up to actually be um, here, meaning, you know, head coach, he has Sarkeesian, he has Flood on the offensive side of the ball, then on the uh, defensive side of the ball, uh, from an analyst standpoint, he has Butch, I mean, uh, not Butch Jones, but uh, Charlie Strong, he has Stoops, and then, of course, Bush Jones uh, being that guy that uh, was an offensive guy, uh, but he also is here. So, yes, I say true with all of those guys. And the fact that Nick Saban hinted at there may be somebody, Joe, that he talks to. He can't talk to Sarkeesian or the players on Saturday, but undoubtedly he can speak to the analysts. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I expect that uh, it'll be a real chance for really for for, for Pete Golding to to pr- prove his worth. Uh, so we'll we'll see if he can get that done. I think Sarkeesian has proved what he can uh, be as kind of a leader. We'll see if Pete Golding can can call a good defense without uh, Coach Saban there on Saturday. And speaking of Coach Saban not being there on Saturday, true or false, Martin? Coach Saban got COVID nineteen from an Auburn spy. Uh, follow him around trying to get him infected. <laughs> hey, listen! I uh, <laughs> on my special show on uh, the special edition on uh, Wednesday, I said, "Is anyone suspicious other than me?" Um, he Nick Saban tests positive; it ends up being a false positive the Georgia game, and then uh, he tests positive once again, and it ends up being true the week of the Auburn game. Two biggest games of the year in Tuscaloosa. Nick Saban's positive. Is there a spy in Tuscaloosa? Is there a spy amongst us? Think about this, Joe. Nick Saban go. He he said on the on his tele coach's teleconference call. He said, "I go to the office and I go home." He said, "That's the only place I go." He said, "And I um." I actually, he said, in every meeting, he said, we're six feet apart no matter how big the room is, and we wear our mask. Our players wear a mask in every meeting. Well, that made me feel confident because I was concerned that we may find out somebody else is out. So far, we haven't. Um, uh, so I'm going, I'm trying to track this down, Joe. So, so help me out. Have we heard whether or not said has COVID? That's a great question. And no, we have. You want me to call him? Yeah, because <laughs> that was my wife. My wife's first response was, I wonder if Sid has COVID, you know, because that's probably one of the closest people he's around. Right. Most consistently. Or was it somebody here? Here's here's what the cleaning crew, somebody coming to his house 
in and out of his house? Did they touch a doorknob? Was there a doorknob? It's just weird. That shows you that that this disease it can get you anywhere, no matter how careful you are. Because I'm willing to bet there's not one person in this country that has been more diligent than Nick Saban. I agree with that. Yet, yet he's positive. Uh, and 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 I guess the question I have, and we can we can put this into the second half. Uh, I mean, the second quarter, Jeff. Do, do we think we're out of the woods yet with another player getting it? Because I think it's still with the lag time and all of that. You know, I think they test again. Do they test again last night or today? I, I think it was. I think they test on Thursday. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, but uh, the, the lag time will uh, will play an impact as the virus can incubate it for four or five days before showing showing a positive test. So we'll, ideally, uh, ideally, nobody else is uh, involved and infected uh, by this Coach Saban uh, infection. But that shows you already. That shows you already how much of how diligent he is on on this because. Almost everywhere else where a head coach has been involved, there's been other cases, uh, players, staff, et cetera. Uh, by this point, and right now, no one else has gotten it. Yeah, certainly, and that's what's surprising to me is like we're uh, trying to think of like where he might have gotten. It. I think you you probably are, uh, got a pretty good idea with a cleaning crew or somebody in his house or somebody just uh, that's gotten close that's not really. Uh, you know, not really seen as an interaction. Uh, maybe somebody in the dry cleaning or something. So there's there's somebody that's that's gotten close to his circles that has it uh, that unfortunately has uh, spread the virus to Coach Saban. Yep. So anyway, yeah, that, that's just an interesting thing with Coach Saban. But uh, impact uh, of him not being there is is going to be interesting to watch, especially with Sarkeesian as you named, who I think is ready, and Golden, who has a chance. Uh, Golden could win over a lot of fans with a great game called on Saturday. Absolutely. Maybe he can get Ryan Fowler on his side finally. <laughs> I don't know about that. That You know, uh, Jalen came in and won the, the SEC championship game, uh, and he still uh, – it didn't impact that. So I, I doubt it. You get on Ryan's side, you have to just about walk on water. <laughs> to, to get off of it <laughs> absolutely Martin, I, got, I got one more if you want to hit it now or hit it on the other side yeah. it's about mac jones let's go ahead and hit it here all right perfect so it's uh it's about mac jones and i don't know if you heard bo nix this week but uh the auburn media as the media typically does ask bo nix to comment on the opposing quarterback being mac jones and uh true or false bo nix was throwing shade at mac jones when he called him a game manager and sort of insinuated that uh the alabama wide receivers are the reason that mac jones is good <laughs> <laughs> true uh that he was throwing shade uh by insinuating uh that the reason his uh, he's doing well is because of his receivers um <laughs> and, and, and you know and that brings up a conversation that that we we can you know have on the other side i, I love it when people say well his receivers are the reason uh, he go. Let, let me think. Let me let me think through. If I can just throw for some of my old heads, Terry Bradshaw threw to Man Swan, John Stallworth. Huh. Huh. Wonder what made him good. Joe Montana threw to Jerry Rice. Huh. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's so crazy when I hear people say. Hey, that, well, he's good because of his receivers. Uh, duh. Um, it's only been a couple guys who probably didn't have big time receivers that ended up being, you know, great quarterbacks. Uh, and so, yeah, he was he was trying to throw shade. Uh, I think it's a mistake uh, that that he did that because I already think Mac Jones had enough motivation going into this game coming off of last year. Uh, but will that motivate him? Uh, even more so, uh, I was surprised he said it. 
uh, but not surprised he said it. So I'm, I'm going to go with a true on him throwing shade. Hey, our phone lines are open. That wraps up true false. If you have a true false, you can still call in. We'll just take it on the other side when we bring you into the conversation. But we'll continue some of the conversation we have from there. Is this a great opportunity for Pete Golden to win over some fans? Uh, you can talk about that. Here's a question I, I want Joe to be uh, thinking about and you as listeners. What Sarkeesian, if we were going to lose one of our top three generals, Nick Saban, Sarkeesian, or Golding, which guy would have the most potential negative impact in a game unexpectedly? Not, not, not if you had time to plan it out, but in a scenario like this, which one of those three would have most likely have a disruptive, as Nick Saban says, disruptive effect on the uh, upcoming ball game? We'll talk about that. Talk about who is that mystery coach that Saban says he confides in. All of that. And if you have something else you want to get to that we hadn't got to regarding the Iron Bowl, bring it on and we'll talk about it on the Taco Casa Hotline, 205-342-9904. And hey, remember this, Harvest Church wishing you a very, very, very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. That's right, man. It's already post-Thanksgiving and we're ready to get into the Christmas season and we love that time of year, uh, so we want to make sure that you get to enjoy it as well. Hey, come out and join us at Harvest Church this Sunday at 10 a.m. Wednesdays. We start back up with our in-person services on Wednesday at 6 p.m. That's Harvest Church. Harvest Church and the Martin Houston Show wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Tide 100.9 Traffic. The Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks as we crank up our Black Friday morning. Expect some congestion near our major shopping areas, so just be careful. And if you see conditions, give us a call. Holiday shopping may look different this year, and Bryant Bank's one-of-a-kind houndstooth gift card may be the perfect option for you. I'm Captain Ray. Clouds increasing today. We'll have the chance of some light rain at times this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 71. Tonight's low, 50. Tomorrow, a beautiful day for the Iron Bowl. The sky becoming mostly sunny. The high at 66 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Well, we're back at it right here on the Martin Houston Show. And you are part of the program. We had a couple questions that we had hanging out there. Can Pete Golding win over some Alabama fans with a big game against the Auburn Tigers? Also wondering... Who would have the most impact? Would it be Nick Saban, uh, Sarkeesian? Would it be Golding? Which guy would have the biggest impact? We got Chuck from uh, Louisiana and Lake Martin, John Waiting. Chuck, let's bring Chuck in first. Chuck, you're in with the Martin Hughes Show. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning to you. After Thanksgiving and, and my birthday, I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm here to talk about... Uh, Coach Saban's situation, uh, I saw the news on, uh, I work at a restaurant, news came on television, uh, you know, we was having television sets at the restaurant, and that's when I saw the news about him, and they were just talking to various people, such as Paul Feinbaum and many others about this, what was going on, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah the, these times to show you that no one's invincible, uh, but one thing about it, Martin, you were talking about he, he can't communicate with the coaches, you never know, you you. You and other some people in our age range we remember the show Coach with uh, Craig T. Nelson. He played uh, yeah. Hayden Fox. He, yep. uh, it was one episode that uh, 
even he had to have his tooth pulled, and he couldn't coach in that game. Uh, he couldn't talk. And, and what happened is Vice Christine, who's a known uh, news anchor, had heard it called a stadium. To, and what he had to do, he had to write the plays on the refrigerator because he couldn't talk to get it to get through to uh, Luther Van Dam. That was his, uh, he was he was the interim head coach. And because uh, Luther didn't know what to do, and he had to get it through to him. Uh, what the call that did end up winning the ball game, but you never know what that might lead to. You know, that was fiction, but the thing about it, this could lead to reality uh, because it's Coach Saban, the NCAA might look at it and that, that rule could change that he could communicate, coaches can communicate from home because of it, the fact that with him, you just never know well, what that might bring. Just think about cell phones and stuff we have now, reality. Well, it, well the, the reason I say he can't is because the NCAA, which is stupid to me, um, I, I think so too. <laughs> that 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 say that a coach can't coach from home, and and I'm assuming, and it seems like they allude to the fact that it may give them an advantage from coaching from home. Uh, and someone said, well, because they could look at film and they could see replays and all that stuff. And I talked about this on Wednesday. They already see all of this. They have you live. Know replay uh exactly. that they can go back and watch of a better film than what you can see on television if you think that there's an angle yeah, that the too. television can <laughs> give them that's better than the angle they get from the film they have set up in the stadium you're crazy exactly. even in high school at Northridge, we could go yeah, back and told. watch our offensive series yeah, you're right, because I know guys who are coaches as well. They have a guy I know he coaches down in Baton Rouge area. He had his laptop the other day uh, looking at the next opponent. Yeah, I mean, so that, that that's the craziness of it. Uh, and and uh, I'm going to let you go, Chuck. We appreciate that. Oh, no. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, go right ahead. Coach reference. And once again, uh, happy birthday, belated happy birthday. All right, hey, Joe, oh, before you. we bring in Lake Mark John. You all take care. All right. Take care. Before we bring in Lake Martin John, Joe, if there was an advantage to being at home and coaching, do you think that Nick Saban would already have somebody at home watching television on on, on his staff? Oh, certainly, and maybe he does. <laughs> You're right. That is def- definitely possibly true. But you see what I'm saying? Like, like if if, if it was an advantage, if if it was this huge advantage to to being at home and not on the sideline, uh, that they that coaches could take advantage of, you'd already have coaches having in their, some of their bigger games sitting at home. And I just, I just, you know. Even if there was a technology standpoint, a coach believes that his presence is one of the biggest things he brings to the field on Saturday. When when I was playing Joe, my coach coached me like hard Monday uh, through Friday, okay, at Alabama. On Saturday, he said, if you're not ready to play, you're not ready to play. And, and, and we were just – uh, my son, uh, my oldest, uh, I mean, youngest son wanted to see some of my Auburn highlights. And there was a play where it was a fake uh, and I didn't do a good job. And I said, son, you see that play right there? Coach took me out after that play. Didn't say a word to me. He just he just sent the other back up in. I came out. I was walking off. The next play, Terrence Lynch crushed the guy. And all he did was look at me and say, that's how Alabama fullbacks are supposed to block. And I think that may be the first time that I know that I was taken out, Joe, in my career because I messed up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was times I was substituted my whole career. But I knew for a fact that I had been taken out of the game, had my shoulder tapped in a huddle, and taken out of the game because I didn't do my job. From that play on... I had my best games of my career. And, and I know that sounds really crazy. I led the team in rushing that game against Auburn in, in 92. And then I had the uh, SEC championship game, which was one of my best blocking games, highest graded game. And then we had the national championship. And all I'm saying is, had he not been there, that, that, that it wouldn't have had that same impact. 
And that's what coaches miss. So he, he doesn't have an advantage uh, being at home because technology now, they can have uh, the film and stuff and review every play without any hesitation. Yeah, Saban, I mean, they can review every play without hesitation, but Saban, the remote aspect makes it tough to communicate and makes it tough to really send those messages uh, like your coach sent to you uh, before that Iron Bowl or in that Iron Bowl. Right. All right, so anybody that thinks that it would be an advantage to be at home, uh, that's why I don't understand why the NCAA has that rule. And it's not like Zoom is not available to the remotest places of our country as long as you have internet. So there's not a college out there uh, that would not be able to Zoom a coach in or internet or Wi-Fi. So just kind of a crazy rule. Anyway, let's get to Lake Martin John. Lake Martin John, thanks for your patience, man, with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing well. Great. Listen, I uh, really enjoyed Wednesday night. Uh thought it was unique. I'd never been on Facebook, and I'm within 30 minutes, I scrambled and got one together. And uh, I, But <laughs> I understand you weren't getting the comments. I, I that didn't. On, and that, that, that was user error. I got comments. I, what I did on that night, it was kind of a, a uh, thing. I, I, at, when I was broadcasting on, I actually went live from Tide 109, um, and then... <clears throat> I cross-posted it to my page, and I cross-posted it to Alabama Tradition, which is the three, the station and the two shows that I'm a part of. And um, I only got the comments uh, from uh, Tide 109, so I did not get to see the comments that you guys that were posting on my page and the ones on the Alabama Tradition page. But I know how to fix that next time. So uh, I told you we were learning. Uh, Joe and I were learning, and we would get better uh, at that at Tide 109. Uh, but it was it was a unique thing for Joe and I both. Uh, while we were off as a station, we were closed as a station. He's the brand manager. He and I talked and said, "Hey, you want to do something?" We promoted it, got together, and we had. I think when I went out there, it was 300 plus views, uh, something wow. like that, uh, between the three and. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's people that wanted to talk and interact, and, and they did. And, you know, that's a good part about Facebook because you, you guys were having conversation whether I was there or not, uh, commenting <laughs> directly, and I thought that was a unique experience. Uh, and, and Joe and I uh, commit to get better as well as the station commit to get better uh, as we do those. Martin, I think it is the future. I was really impressed. Uh, and like you said, you can draw it from so many sources the different platforms you got out there, and as long as you get them coordinated, I think it's a great thing. I uh, I commented on you. You know, coaches talk about using Zoom and everything. That is so hackable. Uh, the other sideline could hack into any Zoom you've got very easily. So I don't I don't see how Zoom could be used as uh, an advantage on that. I, I don't think it's as hackable as people think it is, but they would. I, I'm telling you, if Nick Saban did it, he'd probably have, he'd probably have uh, every series. He'd probably send another link. He wouldn't. Yeah, he probably he, wouldn't do he it. He would as have a, as much yeah, as he yeah. could. I guess I just retired uh, as an IBM systems engineer, and I've seen the best of them at work. And so, I, I I'm a little skeptical on security on the internet. But that's that's another yeah. story. But <laughs> hey, I. I think Saban's absence is going to motivate. I'm a positive person. I find the positive in every circumstance. But I really think that it's going to motivate the team, and I think also that the conspiracy theory about how he got it, I don't know and I don't care if it's true or not because the effect is the same. The the thought is out there. The thought is in the Alabama players' heads. And I just really think that the players, and I hope they're as positive as uh, as I am on this, but I think that'll cause them to put out extra effort. What do you think on that? Well, that is a very, very interesting uh, take, um, Lake Martin John, that, that Saban's absence not only uh, does it not impact the game in a great way, but that it could be a motivator uh, for yeah. the team, it, it, it definitely, uh, you know, like, uh, there's times when players, uh, you know, being absent motivates uh, a team to play harder. So 
and we've heard how much these guys love Coach Saban and love playing for him. Uh, so I, I think that's definitely a, a possibility and an angle that I have not thought about a lot. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts? Is is it possible that that this could actually be an even be- greater motivator than it would be a detractor uh, for this one game set? I think it certainly can be a motivator, and I also think I told my wife this. I said maybe they'll play with a little bit of a uh, w- w- without maybe there's a little bit of like maybe an anxiety that the boss kind of creates. Uh, and it's a healthy anxiety, but there is a little bit of like a healthy uh, stress that the boss cr- creates. Maybe with without the boss being being around on the sidelines, that uh, the, that anxiety kind of dissipates, and the players play more care- play faster because they're playing more carefree. Hey Joe, I, I have to share this story. I think I've shared it before, but uh, uh, Coach Stahl is speaking to what you're talking about that that healthy stress. Uh, there was a kicker we were in. I don't know how to call it his name, but he was kicking, and uh, and and then I was and he was hitting everything. And Coach Stallings walks up, and uh, you know, like coaches do, kind of stands behind him, and the kids start shanking everything. And the coach, uh, paraphrasing here, not exact words, but got the money, man. You got to hit the ball clean, clean up right. You know, the kid turned and looked at him, and said. Um, Coach, coach, I just, I just get nervous when you're around. And Coach Stallings, in typical Coach Stallings fashion, looked at him and said, "Man, I plan on being there on Saturdays." <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of addresses your point of of the healthy stress that can sometimes uh, some players can handle it, some players can't, and it's very possible uh, that uh, Nick Saban not being there for for a one game set. Now, if anybody. Thinks Martin, Joe, late Martin, John, Curtis, who says he agrees, thinks it will light a fire, are saying that Alabama football is as good or better uh, or mentally impacted without Nick Saban being there. We're talking about for a one-game set against your biggest rival uh, with all of the things that go into it. Uh, Curtis Moore saying you add the fact that this is a revenge rivalry game, all of that. That may make this better, but we are not a better program or a better football team if we were looking at Nick Saban being out long term. So we're not saying oh, that. Please. We're talking about a one set game. You got anything else for us, Lake Martin, John? I want to emphasize what you said there, boy. <laughs> it's only a one game thing. The only other thing I wanted to add on your question on who would have the most impact, I know how mm-hmm. people feel about Golden, but I tell you, I think if you lost the defensive coordinator, I think that's the guy who has to be active and 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 constantly flowing and and volatile during the games and make changes. I kind of think that that one would be. Now, I'm not speaking from experience. At five six one forty, I was not heavily recruited, so I really don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But I I do think that uh, the defensive coordinator's absence would be stressful on a on a game. I love you guys. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good Christmas. Talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Well, he brings up a good point. Could it be Pete Golden? We'll get to that question on the other side. Would it be Pete Golden? Would it be Sarkeesian? Or is it Saban, who is the most impactful loss uh, in an unexpected fashion uh, moving forward? You don't have time other than two or three days to prepare. Which would be the most likely impact? C.J. Watson saying Sark, uh, Lake Martin John saying Pete Golding. Who do you say? You can get that comment in by calling 205-342-9904. We'll continue that conversation. Tide 100.9 Traffic. The Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks as we crank up our Black Friday morning. Expect some congestion near our major shopping areas, so just be careful. And if you see conditions, give us a call. Holiday shopping may look different this year, and Bryant Bank's one-of-a-kind houndstooth gift card may be the perfect option for you. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. 
They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show. And hey, if you want to get in on the conversation, 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa Hotline is open for business. Alabama One. Alabama One wishing you a very, very... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. If you love this time of season, we love it even more. And we're just glad that we are able to be a part of not just your football season here on Tide 109, but also a part of your Christmas holiday season. Uh, Be safe and smart and COVID smart when you're out there shopping on Black Friday. Uh, But it is the eve of the Alabama-Auburn game. Been a weird season, weird year. Uh, weird approach to this game, but nevertheless, uh, we're still here talking about it, and we'd love for you to interact with us. Let us hear from you. Let's get back to that conversation. Um, man, it, Joe, you know why I love having an interactive show uh, with our listeners, man? They bring up such great points and angles. As we were going to break, like Martin John said, hey, I think Pete Golding would be the guy who would be uh, the least impactful when you hear when you right off, I mean the most impactful when you hear hey is it Saban Sark and Golding you would probably say no one will say Golding right because everybody thinks oh well we can just remove Golding and the next guy comes in uh, and, and replaces him well who is that next guy I mean Joe you know we do a lot of talk about Golding right now it's guys on the staff that are analysts, but who can call a game? Because uh, like Martin John pointed out a, a good thing, that coach has to be with the speed of the game and how fast coaches, we as fans sit back and, and we don't understand that a defensive coordinator, Joe, has to assess, okay, what personnel? Did they keep the same personnel? Okay, they kept the same personnel. What are all the plays they run out of that personnel? How many yards did they get? Is it second and 10? Is it you know, second and, and, and 15, or is it second and two? Uh, did they change personnel? What personnel do I, I have on the field? Uh, uh, who, who Who's injured? Who's out? Normally, that's a good personnel for. They have to do that every single time. And in the old days, Joe, you had plenty of time, right? Team went back to the huddle. <laughs> they, they waited. You know, you had your, your full. Now, you have to do all of that in a matter of about five to eight seconds. So maybe Pete Golden would be the guy that impacts the game most. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, he would be the guy that losing him would, would mean the most? Yeah, in terms of just the flow of the game, yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 thought about- 
I think that uh, because who's who would call the offensive plays if Sar- Sar- Sarkeesian wasn't there? Would it be a guy like Major Applewhite as as, as one of the analysts? Uh, who 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 would be the go? Because Sarkeesian serves yes. as the quarterbacks coach as well. Uh, would it be? I, I don't know that. I, no disrespect to Holloman Wiggins or or uh, Charles Huff, uh, the wide receivers and running backs coach, but I'm not sure that. I, I'm not sure that they have the experience uh, that would that that would mean that it would go smoothly. Uh, so, so I, I think Sarkeesian might 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 be the mo- most challenging to replace. You you and I think in the same way. I, that, that's who I, I I said Sark in a short notice type of game. Uh, I said Sark because we we don't, I don't know who the next man up is on the offensive side. Exactly, of the ball. I would it, feel confident. I would feel confident that Kelly, having played under Pruitt, um, I mean, a coach under Jeremy Pruitt, uh, which was Alabama's system, having coached with him uh, at Tennessee and now having been here, I would feel like he could probably step in. I agree. But when I, Kyle, Kyle Flood, maybe? Uh, Huff? Wig, I mean, I just don't feel comfortable that there's a guy who could call the plays there, there may be. I just don't know that. And then you, but you just nailed it. The quarterback. You wouldn't just be losing your offensive coordinator. You'd be losing your quarterback coach, who touches every. Not just the quarterback. He touches the entire offense. And so, the, to me, it, it would be Sark in an unexpected type of situation. But one of our listeners brought up an even better. I want to read his words uh, because this was an angle once again. That wasn't for a listener I would not have thought about. He said, and as far as Saban's absence having an impact, I think it has a tremendous impact. But I think it impacts Auburn in a positive way far more than it would Bama in a negative way. Like you said, Saban has been uh, prepared uh, for this. So Bama rocks and rolls with the process. Nick Saban is prepared. But I think Auburn has found motivation, now has some extra pep in their step, and they will prepare harder thinking this is what they need to pull this off. I think the impact on Auburn uh, is on Auburn more and not on Alabama. Thoughts? <laughs> to, to, to have somebody different to prepare for? Is that kind of the, the line of thinking? Well, just just the fact that you everybody talks about Nick Saban and the impact he has as a coach. Just the fact that something negative happened at Alabama. They lost their coach. They lost their general. Hey, guys, we now have a chance. He's just saying that he thinks just because something happened over on this side that could be a disruption for the game, that it served as a motivator for Auburn because he's he's insinuating he don't think Auburn thought they had a chance uh, before the news broke. And now he says he thinks that they think they have a chance. Uh, it motivates them to practice harder. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that, respectfully. I think that uh, you're going to be motivated for your rivalry game, whether you're good or bad. You're going to be motivated to beat your rival and to play well. Uh, you know, I, Obviously, Auburn is not having a championship-level season at the moment, but I would, I would say if you ask those Auburn players uh, where they stand on this game, even before the Coach Saban news, they would they would say, we, you know, we won last year, we got a shot to win again, uh, and, and we want to beat Alabama. I think that... Uh, uh, the rivalry itself uh, provides enough motivation. I don't think that losing Coach Saban uh, adds an extra la- layer for for the Auburn Tigers. I think it may add a layer of uh, maybe kind of, kind of uh, disdain for one another. Not, not not disdain. That's not the right word I'm looking for. But maybe uh, Auburn kind of giving us a little a little grief over over losing Saban. Yeah, I, and and I would I would I would probably tend to agree with. Uh, CJ a little bit more because from when when in 1992 when we were uh, 11 and 0 in Auburn I mean 10 and 0 and Auburn was like five and five Pat Dye waited to the night before the game to announce his retirement um, and and from an Alabama standpoint it didn't it, it, it we felt like it was kind of a move to make us feel a certain way and to inspire his team. So I don't think that it motivates to a point that that it necessarily changed the outcome of the game. But 
if if a player goes down, Joe, uh, a team that 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 that's really good, they go okay. They just lost somebody who's impactful to their game. It does impact the the, the mindset. Now, if they weren't motivated, Joe, to begin with, then and this is what they needed to get motivated. If they weren't already thinking, hey, we have a chance, then it's not enough motivation left in the world to help them. <laughs> But I do think it has a little bit of impact on uh, maybe a pep in their step. Is it greater or less than the impact on Alabama? That part I don't know, uh, but it definitely goes into their mindset. Hey, let's go ahead and get to the other side. Joe, coming back on the other side, I do want you to give us a quick rundown. you got to go see our basketball team. I want to do a quick rundown of that, and then you and I will give our, our thoughts uh, real quick on the Iron Bowl. Uh, that conversation coming up right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. The Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks as we crank up our Black Friday morning. Expect some congestion near our major shopping areas, so just be careful. And if you see conditions, give us a call. Holiday shopping may look different this year, and Bryant Bank's one-of-a-kind houndstooth gift card may be the perfect option for you. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Okay. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back in with the Martin Houston Show. Uh, Joe and I are going to get a little basketball review but before we do that let's quickly bring in robert from mobile robert you're in with the martin houston show what you got for us man hey man uh you know i still think good uh, i think this is going to inspire the team even more with saber not being there and uh you know you know what's with the situation with covid i think it's going to make them uh you know the old win one for the gipper type attitude for the team so now they're going to have another layer of motivation to go out there and just stomp Auburn into the ground um, I know people still think it's going to be close. I just really don't believe it's going to be a close game. I think uh, Alabama's going to come out and what to spread like twenty three points or whatever. And I think they're going to uh, beat the spread. I, I think they're going to really just lay it on Auburn. There's just too much motivation to go out there and just uh, beat Auburn into the ground this, this season. Yeah, I, I think there's motivation there. I think there's motivation from the revenge factor. Um, I think there's motivation that, man, this season has been crazy. We sacrificed. We we can't mess up this week. Uh, we can't let this slip up on us. So I think they have a lot of underlying motivations, and uh, they will find a way, as you say, win one for the Gipper type of attitude uh, going into this uh, particular game. I, I think Alabama – more than covers the spread. I find it interesting. I uh, I have not seen any updated spreads, but I have them looking. So, uh, but usually you can see a, a lot of updated spreads. I, uh, Joe, have you seen if they've updated the spread or changed it any with Saban being out? I just looked at it and it's a twenty four and a half on ESPN still. So it's went down by a half point. Yeah. So so that tells you what they think out in Vegas of Nick Saban not being out. Uh, I think had we not had the Georgia game earlier, uh, we may would have seen more impact, but I don't think we're going to see much impact. Uh, thanks, no. thanks, Robert. You got anything else for us real okay. quick? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think too, this is a big, definitely a big game for Mac Jones. Again, this is, you know, the, the revenge game for him. And so, but all of run defense is so terrible. It, it just makes you beg to run on it. So that's going to be a temptation. Yeah, I, I think. I think Mac Jones has a big game anyway, but I think it's going to come more off the play action pass because I think Najee and the offensive line are licking their chops to run the ball on this team. 
looking at getting a couple hundred yards rushing probably, uh, but uh, uh, as a total. Uh, and Mac Jones still has a couple of big-time plays uh, in, in the passing game, but more so off of play action than just throwing it all over the place. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Sark's in charge. We'll see if he, he stays true to, to form or, or does he go uh, Southern California on the stage? Robert, appreciate it, man. <laughs> all right, man. All right. Joe, give us a quick rundown on what you saw on uh, Wednesday uh, night from uh, NATO's first edition of the 2020-2021 basketball team. It was a lot of fun on Wednesday. They opened up the season against Jacksonville State, and they opened up with a 81 to 57 victory. It was. It, it, I was impressed with the team. Now it did look a lot of the time like it was the first game for a team that hadn't had uh, a typical off season. Uh, but I was impressed with uh, the, the newcomers for the Crimson Tide: Javon, Javon Quinterly, uh, Jordan Bruner, and and really James Rojas in the first first half. Uh, but in the second half, it was all about uh, Jaden Shackelford, the 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 sophomore he he put up 15 points in the second half uh so I, I was pretty pleased with it i obviously i thought i did think that uh, there was a little rust uh, maybe maybe some poor shot selection here and there uh but for the first game all in all i was pretty pleased they play stanford in their next game on monday night yeah hey, look, I, I i took away man physical wise they look like they took advantage of the offseason every guy that stepped on the court looked physically uh, fit to play, if that makes sense. I mean, like they're ready to run uh, and, and, and run this offense. Uh, Quinterly did not disappoint uh, at all. And Shackelford showed that he may not suffer from that sophomore slump. It looked like he came back out, took a little while to adjust to Quinterly, it looked like, but in the second half, totally, totally making a difference. And then you add Bruner in, uh, at, at some point, he's going to definitely get better. Uh, Quinley, after the game, actually specifically mentioned him as a guy who can really knock it down from the three. So I thought that was an interesting standpoint. David Cottingham said basketball teams should be fun to watch. We'll be able to tell more against better competition this week, better depth this year. Hey, what you got happening for the, uh, the Iron Bowl? Uh, I think Alabama wins by 17. All right, Alabama winning by 17. I think it's the game that Alabama goes out and takes care of business early. And often, I have it 52 uh, to 20. Uh, I think Alabama's defense uh, plays well. Sark uh, does well in his audition as a head coach. Uh, and uh, Nick Saban's absence will not be felt uh, much at all in terms of the impact on the outcome, expected outcome of the game. Um I hope uh, that you uh, have a safe uh, weekend. We'll catch you on Monday to talk about this Iron Bowl. Thanks, Joe. Uh, thanks, listeners. Thanks, callers. Thanks, viewers. I'm Martin Houston. This is Top 109, the home of Alabama sports. And remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your past. Roll tight. Go get him. Win another Iron Bowl. <laughs>